basketball season again, of course. Mm. I'm excited for baseball season again. Back Heck in, yeah. When it comes back around in spring. And, uh, yeah. Although, you know what? I don't want to knock our soccer teams because our soccer teams talk are, about dominant are, are good this year particularly the women's soccer team they are dominant right now they are on a roll are they still undefeated they are they're seven and oh seven and oh coming off a win against LaSalle three to one at home Piscataway you can catch them on su- on Sunday taking on LSU at home your soccer field tune in 88.7 FM WRSU New Brunswick Nice plug there, there John. You go. Right, there you go. And Ellis you know what? Gordon I got to plug Christian... something else. Good. Because we got an interview, an exclusive interview right now with Rutgers women's soccer team's own Allison Lowry. We're going to play that for you in just a moment. So have a listen. <laughs> What's going on, Nights Nation? What's going on? I'm Alex Carbonati at WRSU. Rutgers women's soccer, number six in the country. A win over LaSalle puts them at 7-0-0 to begin 2022. Join me right now, one of, the, one of the three goal scorers, Allison Lowry. Allison, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, well, I'm doing great. You're doing much better. You're 7-0-0. You're number six in the country. The best start in program history this season. Walk me through this win, your goal, how this team is now 7-0-0 to kick off 2022. Uh, 7-0-0, that's something that's never been done in women's soccer, Rutgers history. Um, very good for us. Um, it means a lot to set a record that will just push us to keep going. We want to set more. We're here to win. We're here to set the bar high. So. Well, I mean, again, you know, this team has had so many great strides already. Last year, you had the Final Four run. This year, you're starting so, so strong without Amira Ali, Gabby Provenzano, Frankie Tagliaferri. You're stepping up in a big role. Sam Kroger stepping up in a big role. How have you been able to captain the offense so far in these seven games to put this team where it's at? Um, just, got everybody's got to keep their heads up. We are all learning to play with each other again. Um, just new players in, but we haven't skipped a beat, and we're seven and nine, so. Take me through the goal you scored. You were down one nothing off a of PK. You scored three unanswered to win the game three to one tonight. Take me through your goal that tied the game. Um, well, this team, we go down one nothing. We're not scared. We know we're gonna get it back. Um, Becky had the ball at her feet. There was a wide open gap between the defenders. She just played it to me. I took a touch and put it in the net. Incredible stuff. And next up, LSU SEC team, the last non-conference matchup before Big Ten play. How do you ride all this momentum into that on Sunday to go out of conference with an 8-0-0 record before Big Ten play kicks off? You know, we set the record and we want to keep it going. We want to set it one step higher. Um, LSU is going to be a good side. Um, they're going to be different play, a different league. But we're excited for it. 35 is running clock on the time. Allison, <laughs> thanks so much. That was our very own Alex Cominati talking with the junior Allison Lowry about the the dominance that this Rutgers women's soccer team is doing. Jake, it's am- it's amazing to me. I, what stood out to me immediately is when Alex said, you know, you were down one nothing early. Uh, what, what, well, you know, what, take me through the goal you scored. And she, and she just, like, had the confidence and just, like, the pure just oh we we were not phased at all like we're, we're getting that we're getting that goal back just the um i mean it's hard to score in soccer it's for most, most it's probably harder to score in soccer than it is high to ice hockey well i would say i mean depend depends are you playing against igor shesterkin <laughs> that's a good point if jack was here he would be, he would already be uh, you know firing on all cylinders or oh, igor's a uh, a schmuck no he's not jack he's the best goalie on the planet no, he he he's the best goalie in the world but uh, cause like, uh, you know, I name name someone better. I'll wait. 
quiet. That's the list. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I mean, <exactly. laughs> just the confidence um, of just you know the whole you know it's just amazing to me how like they had a great great year last year. Um, and they're just, con- they're just continuing to be so productive this year. Um, you know, nineteen four and two last year, ten and zero in the conference. Ten and zero in the conference, Jake. It's crazy. That's, that's crazy. Thirteen two and two at home. I guess uh, they don't do overtime. Oh, it's uh, ties, right? In soccer, two t- uh, the they don't do overtime losses. Uh I'm be I think, honest I'm with pretty you. sure it's I'm ties. I'm be honest with you. I don't know. <laughs> I'm almost positive it's ties. <laughs> Men's soccer this year, uh, one one and two. Um, coming off a tie in Piscataway from against Yale. They play today at 7 o'clock so home their against Ryder. Still, their record's still 500. There you go. <laughs> <sighs> we got another interview, don't we? We do have another interview. We have coach. We have the coach of the men's soccer team. Once again, here's Alex Carminati, uh with the coach of the men's soccer team. What's going on, Knights Nation? What's going on? I'm Alex Carbonati of WRSU. Rutgers men's soccer, four games total, back-to-back at home. They're both draws, one to Princeton, one apiece. Tonight to Yale, two apiece. Uh, joining me right now, the head coach, Jim McEldry of the program. Coach, how are you? Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Take me through tonight's game. You're up one nothing off a of PK. You give up two goals, one a PK, one the go-ahead goal. You then tie it with about five minutes or so left. This game was so back and forth. Walk yeah. me through it and how it ended to split. Yeah, I think they're a good team, actually. You know, they've caused some problems for us, big, strong guys up front. You know, I, I didn't really get a good look at uh, the penalty we conceded, um, so I can't really comment too much on that. But the uh, the second one's disappointing because it's a set piece. Um, you know, a, um, a foul from out wide, which they're they're quite good at. Sure. They've scored a lot of goals that way. So disappointed to concede on a set piece. But I was really proud of our guys to just kind of keep going. Um, you know, I think we felt we played quite well in the first half. and. We didn't catch that second goal so then all of a sudden now you're down to one right. so um just proud of the group to kind of keep fighting and, and there is there's a really good group in there and i think we're um we're kind of learning some some harsh lessons sure. but also uh showing that we have some fight in us we look at the score sheet we look at the penalties tonight six of the ten yellow cards were awarded to you and your team uh tonight how did that happen I didn't think that was really the case tonight. I was disappointed um, without getting myself in trouble. Right. I just thought it was a really hard-fought game, sure. and, and I don't think we um, in any way uh, were more physical than them. Uh-huh. Actually, I think it was the opposite. So, um, you know, I think that was a little bit of maybe just being unlucky, but I thought our guys competed hard, and, and um, I thought they did it the right way. So um, I have no issues with how, how we competed tonight. Tonight you had 20 shots in total. You had four shots on goal, a fifth of those that, that you made on goal and mm. had chances to yeah. score and put on net. How yeah. can you improve upon that where you have 20 shots, but four of them are only, you know, being put towards towards the goalkeeper. Yeah, I think it's a good point. I think we created a lot of good chances today, and I thought we just were a little bit sloppy in the final third with the, the last kind of touch of the sure. ball. And it wasn't always the finish. It, a couple of times it was just that final pass. But, uh, you know, for us to be in and around the goal, to get 20 shots tonight, you know, we're we're pushing and trying to, to make things happen. I thought, you know, I think if we played um, with the same pace ten, that we did tonight a couple of days ago, I think we win that game. Mm. Um, so... 
I think we um, we were better tonight than we were uh, against Princeton, but um, still always disappointed to not win at home. Well, again, last year this team was 7-0-1, top 25 team in the country. You fell apart and you missed out last year. There was issues of consistency last year. So far in four games only, we've seen a good start, but yeah. back and forth so far in back-to-back -back ties. Are we seeing some consistency issues early on, or how can that be fixed? Well, I think our schedule is a lot tougher, sure. um, so that makes a big difference. And I think also traveling was, was challenging, right. so that makes it a lot more difficult. And I think even last year, listen, we finished the conference season three, four, and one last year, finished tied for fifth. So, you know, I think um, there was a lot of positives about that. Right. I think the toughest part about last year was, you know, losing our playoff game to, mm -hmm. to Indiana on the road 1-0. Right. Um, I think if we win that game, we're in the NCAA tournament. So it's it's uh, it's such a, a razor's edge. But I think this year the point was to play a couple of tougher games early on and to see where we are, to see where our guys are, get tested. And I think these games, these first four games, are going to make us a better team going forward. Next up, your third out of five straight home games right around Friday. After that, Albany next Tuesday. Then you have Big Ten rival Northwestern. How important is it going to be to jump the gun to beat Ryder, to beat Albany, and get prepared for a big Big Ten matchup to kick off your in-conference play? Yeah, for sure. I think um, we'll worry about Ryder. Um, but you're right. The, the opening up at home against Northwestern, um, it's important to try to win your home games in conference. So, you know, we'll certainly put all our efforts into Ryder. And then, uh, then after that game, we'll move on to Albany. And then... Then you put everything into the conference season. So, um, listen, we're excited. I'm happy with the group. I think it's a it's a really good group. We're getting the goals from MD, which was, was really good today. We had a couple of guys play tonight that hadn't played as much. Uh, Nick Spittle had a good uh, moment. Ula Malin started tonight. So. Um, and, and came on late to help us tie the game. Mm -hmm. So some good performances. I thought our two center backs were really good again tonight. So I, I don't have too many complaints. It's just, hey, can we defend set pieces a little bit better and um, and then take our chances. Last question for you. MD Myers, Jackson Temple, Matt Acosta. They've been projected to be three of the top players altogether in yeah. the Big Ten Conference. Matt's been quiet. Jackson got the assist off MD's goal. MD and Jackson are starting to build things up a little bit now. Sure. How can we see all three of them really work together and be the powerhouse that they've been expected to be? Yeah, and I think Matty Acosta, the position he plays, he's not going to fill up the stat box. It's just not what, sure. what his spot is doing. But he's played a ton of minutes for us. Sure. I think he's played almost... Uh, you know, the most minutes on our team going so far, along with maybe Joey Zielinski and, and Hugo Lugwenik. So, um, you know, Maddie's coming along well, and he's a guy that just makes our team tick. So, again, he's not going to fill up the stat box. But listen, uh, we need Jackson playing well. We need MD scoring goals. So tonight getting um, getting those guys going was important. Definitely indeed. Coach Jim McEldry, a lot to say and is always wise with his words. Coach, thanks, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks for coming. It's always a pleasure, ahead. Coach. Yeah, I'll see you, you soon. Too. And that was Coach Bakelji with our very own Alex Culminati. Uh, a few things right off the bat, Jake, before we go to break. Um, you know, uh, Alex brought up last year the men's soccer team issue was consistency. Um, just looking at their, their you know, last year's uh, record, you know, 9-6-2. On the surface, looks good, but then you look at, you know, how they finished the season, they kind of went through a skid, and then, they're, you know, they're going, they're they're kind of not, it's, yeah, it's way skid, too early. Yeah, skid is, it, I mean, I know it's kind of hard to say in soccer because I know at, at like really high levels of play in soccer ties, they're not they're not frowned upon the way they are in the NFL, right? I mean, right. You know, a, a tie is considered just a good strong match where both teams were just even the entire time, and you know, we're in football. If you get a tie, it's like almost embarrassing. Like like uh, let's say last year with the when the winless uh, Lions tied the Pittsburgh Steelers. That was more embarrassing for the Steelers than it was the Lions. That was hilarious. My my roommate's a big Steelers fan, and he he watched that whole game, you know, beginning to end. He 
was out of his mind. I, I can't even. Oh, that was brutal. But 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 like anyway, you know, I mean, starting the year one, one and two is not the way you want to start. Obviously, you know, it'll. I I hope we'll be able to see them pick it up. And I'm sure you will because you know, uh, Coach McKell knows what he's doing. Um, they're playing Ryder tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, right, they're playing. Ryder? Yeah, tonight at seven o'clock. So. Um, looking at the box score against Yale, Rutgers out outshot Yale. Uh, you know, twenty to nine. Uh, they 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 uh, they tied the game two two. Um, I don't want to call it call it a must win game because it's still so early in the season. But you would like to, you know, you don't want to just start the season obviously in a slump. Um, you know, I'm sure they have the talent to beat Ryder, and I think they I think they can do it. Any closing remarks before we go to break? Uh, I don't think so. All right, no problem. Uh, you're listening to the the Friday Crew on WRSU 88.7 FM, New Brunswick. Or, w- or online at wrsu.org. And welcome back to the Friday Crew. John Hardnett, Jake Maestel, Eddie Kalegi will be joining us for hour two. This is Locks of the Week, where you follow college kids' gambling advice. For professional sports and collegiate sports, I gotta say, if you're if you're you know driving the car, you know driving you know home or you know going to a bakery or shop right or wherever you go for groceries, and you're listening to college kids just for gambling advice, bro. No, uh, levity aside, Jake, do you have a lock of the week? Uh, I do not. Not at this moment. Do you have a lock of the I week? I do have a lock of the week, Jake. Oh, you do have a lock of the week. All right, go, go, go. They don't, they don't call me Johnny Lightning Lightning Locks for nothing. I don't call No, no one calls me that. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm not calling you that, Johnny H. Um, I have been consistently picking baseball over the summer crew for locks of the week, and now this is the best time of year, for, in my opinion, for baseball, obviously, except the postseason. Um, you know, when it's mid, you know, late August, mid early September, you know, uh, but if your division race is tight, like if you're not, you know, if you're in the um, the AL, if the poverty AL Central, or you're in the NL East, um, you know, a lot of scoreboard watching. You know, you're watching. If you're in the, you say you're in City Field, like, oh, the Braves winning. You know, it's every game. You got to look at what like two or three other teams are doing. It's just a great time of year for baseball. Um, I am not picking the New York Metropolitans or the Atlanta Braves. You're out of your mind. Uh, if you think, you know, I can't do it. I am going to go to the Boston Red Sox and the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles, the... Am- uh, yes! Yes, America's team. They are four and a half games out of a wild card berth. They can do it. They have a mildly easy schedule coming up. They're playing a, a three-game set in Boston, and then a, uh, a three-game set uh, in, against the poverty Washington Nationals. I, I just Can I just say before you give us sure. your lock of the sure, week sure, sure. That, that Boston... Just recently played a series against the Tampa Bay Rays, so I had to root for Boston. <laughs> I'm sure as a Yankee fan, you're you're you know you're in bed tossing and turning all day, all night. Excuse me. Um, it it's one of the worst things I've ever had to do as a as a person. <laughs> um. Uh, anyway, continue with your lock. I'm gonna go the the run the the money line is Boston plus 102. Uh, I'm picking. I don't know, man. I'm gonna go the the they have over under eight and a half runs. I'm picking the under. Uh, you got Austin Voth for the Baltimore Orioles, and then the 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 uh, the rookie for for Boston. Uh, what's his name? Brian Bello. One and four, five point nine one ERA. 
The number's not pretty, but I can show you he has the stuff to pitch a good game. And I think the Baltimore Orioles win this. So, I'm picking the Baltimore Orioles, minus 120. You're going to lose some money, but yeah, you know. Baltimore Orioles are taking are that's a, that's a the perfectly, opener. That's a perfectly safe lock, I think. 100%. You know, and I it's NFL season now, officially. And I, 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 I feel like I'm known for doing, when I do lock of the week in the NFL season, I'm known for taking a very safe pick. And I think this time of year with, like, you know, there's so much stress going on if you're a Mets fan, Yankee fan, sometimes just needs just, like, mm-hmm. I'll put this down. Now, nah, it, it's week one of the NFL, so I'm not doing baseball now. Okay. I'm okay. doing NFL. Beautiful. And, you know, I, you picked a, a safe pick, you know, for September. I think, you know, I, I, I feel like I've kind of been known for doing safe picks in the NFL. Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah, not this week. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably not going to get another chance this year. Oh, man. So I'm going to do this now while I I still have license to make fun of them. We got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Detroit Lions. And the Eagles are favored by four and a half. I think the Lions will win by three. <laughs> wow. By a field goal. By a field goal, and the Eagles start 0-1. How do you like that? I don't have a prediction for the rest of their season because I know everybody thinks they're going to win the division. They probably will, but they're still frauds anyway. (laughs) But they're going to lose this first game. They're going to lose this first game, and it's going to make everybody upset, and I'm going to (laughs) laugh. So you're picking the Eagles over the Lions? No, I'm picking the Lions. You're picking the Lions? Oh, you're picking the Lions over the Eagles? Yes. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. That's hard. Taking the Lions over the Eagles to win by three. To win by three. We are. I am gonna start keeping tracks of our lock of our locks. Uh, we want. We wanted to do that during the during the summer crew. You know, we just got wrapped up or we forgot. You know, we we ended up not it's, doing it's it. It's summer vacation, bro. Who cares? Yeah. So we're gonna keep track of. Um, at least I'm gonna keep track of our locks on the Friday crew throughout the semester. And I just let me chat to the group chat. Hopefully, everyone else will start keeping track of it. Uh, starting next week, I and we'll see say, where my, we are in the spring. My lock from Wednesday and I hit. I picked the over on on the over under for the uh, Bills Rams game, and the over under was fifty two, and they didn't even come close. No, they won uh thirty one ten. How about that's that game? 40, that's forty one points. How about that football game last night, Jake? With Stephon the... Diggs was good for my fantasy team. <laughs> oh, check. Speaking of fantasy team, I was, who who did you play week one? Uh, I played a Palumbeast. A Palumbeast, the great, the the second best team name in the WRSU fantasy uh, fantasy league, right uh, behind mine, chasing Claypools. <laughs> For context, why, why did you change it back? Why did you change it from the Bartolo Colones? Because I'll tell you, Jake. Um, I wanted something like, that, like you know, relative to to my team. Um, yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah, I get you. And uh, the the, the new Bronny uh, Bartolo Colones, uh. Also, the name of my fantasy baseball team. Would you uh, think? Okay. You that think, as a crackhead, passionate baseball fan, that I would be good at fantasy baseball? Jake, my fantasy baseball team is the definition of mid. It is so bad. Oh. I am in. De- I'm. You know. Uh, I who you? Who do you have? I have a, a pretty good team on paper. I got like Nathan Avaldi, Brandon Woodruff, Noah Syndergaard, all like 
pretty good guys. Yeah, well, that's why you have Noah Syndergaard. But I, I also have Xander Bogarts. And, and Nathan Evaldi and Xander Bogarts. They're, 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 they're the most <laughs> mid players on the face of the earth. No, but they're good, man. No, they're not. Okay. They're mid. <laughs> okay, well, anyway. Um, Come on. Uh, so chasing clay pools, <laughs> just to rein it in a little bit. Um, over the summer, I worked at a pool factory on the Tuesday crew. Uh, Mo, Jack, and I would always have a giggle, along with DA, about my, my, um, my, my, uh, some stories I had at my place of employment. Uh, like this one time, you know, I can't get into it. Basically, I worked in a pool factory over the summer. Uh, I would always have a crazy story because my job was was wild. But I decided to name my my fantasy team after you know chasing clay pools after my uh, over my passion of uh, pool construction. What do you, do you even realize that that's a football pun? Yeah, chasing Claypool. Chase Claypool. Yeah. Okay. He's I also. Wanted, um, I was just hoping. I was just hoping you knew that that was a really. I good know. Pun. Of course. Of course. Bro. Of course. He's my. Uh, what's it called? He's um. He's um. He's the. He's my wide receiver on, on the uh, bench. Wow! You <laughs> named the team after him, and he doesn't even start. I mean, look, bro. Wow. When you got Metcalf. Wow. And, when you got Metcalf and Higgins. Claypool is gonna be on the bench. Not even a flex. No, I have Cooper as a flex. Amari Cooper. I get, I'll move some guys around because I'm getting some really dirty looks over uh, over here from Jake. But Jake, there was a football game last night. There was a football game last the, night. The it wasn't a very good football game. The reigning Super Bowl champions, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. They, they look like a first round exit is what they look like. They didn't look like no reigning Super Bowl champions. Like I mean, I I did not watch the game, but just looking at they, they looked like a reigning first first round exit. <laughs> and the Bills, I mean, I don't like crowning Super Bowl champions before the season starts because I think it's ridiculous. Sure, that's a good, that's fair. But everybody's saying the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl this year. They look the good. odds on favorites, and I mean, if that's how they come out against the defending champs, woo. I mean, how can you? I mean, I I know you don't like crowning a Super Bowl uh, a Super Bowl favorite before the the uh the season's full you know in full swing mm-hmm. but i mean if there's a team to pick it's gotta be the bills right who's closed who's next uh i mean you get the chiefs always i mean that afc that a was it the divisional game last year bills chiefs that was a wild game dude it also uh it, 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 uh, that that bill's Chiefs, the duel of the fates. Mahomes. Oh my God, what's his name? What? Uh, Mahomes and Allen. Mahomes and Josh Allen, the defensive end. I totally. Just, <laughs> oh my God, dude. To have that game, which was such a crazy game, and then have the game be decided essentially by a coin flip, that's disgusting. See, Heartbreaking. I'm, I'm of the opinion that if you have to start overtime on defense, you should just play better defense. I don't know. I mean, because that game was so hard, was okay, so well okay. fought. It they was so well played. Ru- no, see, people are of the opinion. People think that changing the rule to what it is now is going to change anything, but it's not actually true because they changed it right so that now both teams get a chance to score a touchdown and start overtime. Right? What is the the rule now? Um, you, do you have one drive? I believe both teams get a chance to score regardless of how they score. Okay, how was it? Okay, oh, wait, hold on. So how was it before? You get a it coin was, flip? Before, it was like, you know, whoever starts with the ball, if they score a field goal, the other team has a chance to That's answer. Right. 
tie or win. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you score a touchdown on the first drive, you win automatically. I think what they changed it to now is and let me let me just double check to be sure. No sure. Um NFL OT. It would make sense if each rule team got one drive. Cha- r- rule proposal. Um so there's also some base. There's uh, while Jake looks up the football. Well, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. While Jake, while you look hold that up, hold on. No, dude. I I have something right here. Um, the proposal is that both teams will get the ball at least once in in overtime of postseason games. Good move. So, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It doesn't actually change anything. How? Because you get the coin flip. One team scores. The next team scored the touchdown. You know, then we're just in the same situation. We're tied up, and whoever got the ball first, if they just march down the field and score a second time in overtime, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't change anything. Yeah, I kind of see what you're saying. It doesn't change anything. You should just play a full quarter of football because that would actually, you know, be better. It, it would be more fair. If you're trying to make it more fair, just have them play a whole quarter of football, or at the very least half a quarter of football. It's but have timed? them play until the end of the – until, like, the time expires. So, that, so, there's, so, so there's no clock in the overtime period now? No, there is a clock. So what do you mean, bro? If you if they, So if one, scored, if one team scores – No, if they score a touchdown, the game is over. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's fine. So – no, no. What I'm saying is, right now the rules are that if they score a touchdown, the game is over. But if you score a field goal, the other team has a chance. Yes. But the same. That's the same rule as it was. It is the same. Okay, I don't know. It, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> the, the, the rule change is that whether or not the team that starts scores a touchdown, you know, the other team will have a chance to respond. Let's so let's say Pat Mahomes goes down, scores a touchdown, seven points. Josh Allen goes down, scores a touchdown, seven points. We're still in the same situation. The clock doesn't matter because if Pat Mahomes just goes down, scores another touchdown, the game is over anyway. So it's the mm. same exact thing as last time. I don't know. But if we if we have it time time dependent, whoever has the lead when at when the clock expires, mm-hmm. you know, like in basketball. Let me. Oh, I see what you're saying. That okay, I got it. I got it. Then that's more fair. Because you actually have to play the game of football instead of just bank on one good scoring drive. <laughs> that makes sense, actually. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. So if you want fairness, that's how you do it. You don't just make like it's still decided by a coin flip. I don't understand why people think it's not. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's still decided by a coin flip. You still have to play good defense when both defenses are tired. I don't know, man. But the Bills, I mean, they look good. Um, like what? Why wouldn't like in a situation in a, especially in a game like that? Why wouldn't you want them to just play a full, like play a quarter of football anyway without you know, an arbitrary score ending it? Because we could just keep seeing them score and run the number up. Type, yeah, I, I I see what you're saying, but like, especially with a game of that magnitude, it's a playoff game. Yes, the playoff Honestly. game. I don't know. Maybe do you maybe there should, there should, do you think there should be a a a playoff game? Format of a regular regular season format, like we, like, you know. I mean, regular season. I think I'm of the opinion that in the regular season they shouldn't have overtime because overtime's in the regular season stupid and pointless. So, so you just you just think if it if it's tied after four quarters, it's tied. Yes. <laughs> really? 
Yes. Why do you think that? Because in the regular season, I'm of the opinion because because we have all the teams playing, not just the good ones, yeah, but yeah. also the bad ones, and the bad ones can play the good ones. Yeah, the winless if you, Lions. If you can't the, decide a winner the, uh, at the end of regulation, you don't deserve to win the game. Oh, that's an interesting. I guess yeah. that also makes a little but bit. But obviously, in the postseason, you have to decide a winner. So right. you know, and all those teams earn their right to be there, so it's different. Sure. But in the regular season, I don't care. If you can't decide a winner at the end of regulation, I would like to watch a different game now or go to bed because this is <laughs> Sunday night football and I don't feel like staying up till midnight. No, it's all right, Jake. Please relax, please. I'll get, I'll get you some water on the break. You know, just gotta relax. <laughs> it's the first. It's the it's the first Friday crew of the year, Jake. You can't be you can't be sh- so passionate so quick. <laughs> Dude, it's football. I, 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 it's really easy for me to get so passionate about it. <laughs> well, I saw a graphic today from SMY. The let's take a pull it up. Why ramble? Uh, the Jets and they, they, they predicted the Jets and the Giants. They, they predicted the Jets winning two more games than the Giants this year. As a Giants fan, I want to hear your thoughts. Well, first of all, what are the projected records? I can check right now. Let's put it up. I hate this new, um, update to Instagram. We have to like. Wait, there it is. SN- not the Snyder Cut. SNY Jets. <laughs> <laughs> I typed in SNY. I got the Snyder Cut. I had not seen the uh, uh, Zack Snyder's just, I've Justice League. I've not seen either cut. So I heard the first one was bad, but the second one was uh, a lot better. Because it was more like you know his, his vision. I heard the first one was terrible, and the second one was better, but way too long. So I have the, the records. The Jets are slated are predicted to go 6-11. and 11. Okay. Last year, I was looking for five wins out of my New York Jets. They did not. They had the fifth win against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, uh, a game I was supposed to go to. Unfortunately, I fell ill. Oh, you missed some uh, hijinks. Oh yeah, there was some. Was that the game? Oh, that was the one. That was the game. Oh my God, that was the game. Who was the um? Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. That was the one. That was the game I was gonna go to, and then <laughs> unfortunately I caught COVID. I was fine. Um. Caught COVID, stayed home. Wow, and then, oh, yeah, was, <laughs> the so the Jets are that was their fifth win. I wanted them to win five five games last year. That was my goal. As, Man, a, as a stupid little Jet fan, they did blew. not happen. That was the fifth win, and they unfortunately blew it. As always, the Giants are slated to go four and thirteen. I think that less. is an absolute load of horse malarkey. <laughs> Horse Malarkey? How do you like that? It's SMY's Connor Hughes. That's yeah, the guy. Yeah, no, Connor Hughes. Uh, I respect you, but I think <laughs> I, I think I, I I think you're wrong. I think I think both. I think the Jets can go five and twelve, and I think the Giants will go either six and eleven or seven and ten. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But the, with the I, I, they're both gonna be better than they were last year. That's fair. No, 100. percent I mean, no, the Jets I'm, have some I'm, really good pieces. I'm giving respect to both teams. They're still not good. Neither of them are good, but they're not <laughs> terrible like they were last year. I feel good uh, for, the, for the first time in my life. The Jets might even win six games. Oh, my goodness, Jake. I'm getting really excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I had not stopped smiling. If both, if both teams win six <laughs> games at least, we're throwing a parade. I'm with, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, good with that. We're going to have a parade in the Canyon of Heroes the, <laughs> the, uh, we'll have for both the Giants and the Jets for getting to six wins. Je- uh, Brett and I will drive a, uh, a ticker day, a ticker. What's it called? A ticker day parade? The like, what's the parade called? Uh, after a team wins the World Series or the Stanley Cup? Ticker. Uh, what's the like a term for it? 
the ticker tape ticker tape right is that, is that I what don't it's called? know I don't know it doesn't matter <laughs> anyway uh, we, we get the picture you uh, yeah. everybody in the streets <laughs> Brett and I will be leading the Detroit Jets, Let's go Giants. But um, Zach Wilson, I, I guess he had knee, he had uh, he's out for until week four apparently. Meniscus, <sighs> torn meniscus. Yeah, what can you do? Uh, we got fl- <laughs> we got we got Flacco as the uh, the starter now. Captain checkdown. Uh, we'll see what happens. I I like the ball though. He went to a lot of Ranger games last year in the postseason. <laughs> Flying Dable, he was in the garden. Um. I already like him, not because of yeah, well, you I know don't know what, anything you about know his... what, You know what? He made a mistake what? in the Eastern Conference Finals by not yeah, going to all the home games. He didn't go to the home game, bro. What are you doing? He, they were, the, Rangers, the Rangers were 2-0 and with him in attendance, and he didn't go. They, no, no, they were undefeated. They were they won a lot of games with him in attendance at I'll the home game. I thought he only went to two of them. I don't know. But no, he went to he went to a bunch. <sighs> he, didn't go. he didn't go. He didn't go to the one when they came back to the garden. What are you doing? And then they lost. Brian, they lost in six. Brian, let me give you. Uh, I want some words. Just give me a phone number. <laughs> call, call, if, Brian, if you're listening, uh, just call the WRSU phone number. Oh, uh, that's seven three two nine three two eighty eight hundred. There you go. Seven three two nine three two eighty eight hundred. If if Brian Dable, you want to call. <laughs> I got some words. John Harden has as some a words. as a wild Ranger fan. I got some words. Uh, but I I don't know much about Brian Dable's um, uh, football capabilities. Do you like, do you like him as head coach? Uh... Other than the mishap in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, I'm 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 taking it so far. It's a much more focused offense. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that that's really all I need to say. The because it's a much more focused offense, which is not saying much considering the Giants' offense over the past four seasons has been one of the most pathetic groups I've ever seen try to play the game of football and attempt, I say in massive quotations, huh. to score even a single point. And they can't even do that right. It could be worse. But it could be like, you know. Um, which is kind of ironic because which it's kind of funny that I'm harping on the offense for not being able to score a single point because that's, that's special teams. But <laughs> uh, that, that can only score one point at a time. But... <laughs> Um, all right, we're gonna take a quick quick break. Um, stay tuned for the Friday crew on the uh, on WRSU eighty eight point seven FM New Brunswick or WRSU.org. And welcome back to the Friday crew. John Harton and Jake Mystel, Eddie Kalegi will be joining us for hour two. Your ears did not deceive you, by the way. That was Star Wars music playing in the background of that promo. Um, I forget who started it, but we some. Members of the WRSU were starting to, you know, we make our promos. We, um, I think it was Karm who started it. I thought it was Brett who started it. Watch it, Brett? Because he did Anakin versus Obi Wan, and I picked Duel of Fates for mine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> which I will say, it's it it gets you pumped up for women's soccer, which again they're playing. Uh, I believe Ryder, women's soccer. That's no, men's soccer. Anyway, um, well, I I I have made a promo for you guys for the Temple game that will start begin airing after tomorrow's football game. You might hear another familiar song in the background of that one. I won't spoil it for you. Don't you dare. I got no problem. Don't you dare, John. So, no whistles. So Jake, I want to talk about baseball for a little bit. Yeah. Of but course. in terms of the, uh, there was an announcement today. We there, some there major, was an announcement today that there's going to be some rule changes some implemented ma- starting next year. These are rules we were ex- rule changes we were expecting. If I could just speak 
the English language. Sure. <laughs> These were rule changes we were expecting. And they're, so, they're pretty major rule changes. And I gotta say, uh, going through... Tw I got Twitter again, unfortunately, because Twitter's brutal. Why would you do that? I only got it for WRSU and my and sports. And it seems like a lot of people are not happy about it with the pitch clock. So let's just go through it real quick. Number one, headliner, the pitch clock. <laughs> Thank goodness it has been It has been way overdue for the pitch clock. Robbie Manfred, what are you doing, bro? Thank goodness we got a pitch clock because that was the hey, biggest we problem. Can finally make, we can finally force Sonny Gray to actually throw a pitch on time instead of waiting five hours because he doesn't know what pitch he wants to throw and he has to play against Aaron Judge. <laughs> so you want to talk about um, excuse me, uh, you want to talk about like the biggest problem? What's the what's the number one thing when you talk about somebody who doesn't like baseball? Oh, why don't you watch baseball? Oh, it's too slow. It's boring. The pitch. The biggest problem with baseball is the time in between pitches, and I think that you you can get up, you can go make a sandwich, you can go to the restroom after eating the sandwich, you can read a, an entire book, you can change the channel and watch an episode of a TV show all before the next pitch is thrown. It's gotten that bad, and it's and it, and when you're watching baseball, right? I've been watching baseball for a long time. Um, I've noticed that the 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 bet the upper tier of pitchers, you know, the Jacob DeGroms, the Scherzers, mm -hmm. the Kershaws, even to a lesser degree, the Castillos, um, Nathan Avaldi, uh, give me another guy, Aaron No, like you know, real genuine good pitchers. They get in a rhythm. They're on the bump. They get the sign. They, they throw quick. the ball. They have, they're in a rhythm. They keep going. But the problem is, it's the hitters. I, my favorite baseball player of all my favorite my favorite Met of all time is David Wright. Mm -hmm. I love David Wright. He has yep. I think he has all of the Mets offensive records except home runs. That's still strawberry. Pete Alonso will break that if he stays a Met for a while. This guy, after every pitch, every pitch, <laughs> he would take and all right. Here's here's David Wright. Takes a rip with the fastball and it's on one. Steps out of the box, spits, fixes gloves, looks at the bat, does this thing with the bat where he, like, he looks at it like like it's not a bat. It's a bat, David. <laughs> and then, you know, wipes his nose, spits. He looks at it like it's a sword. Takes a practice swing, gets back in the box. Oh, no, got ties his shoe. <laughs> takes a look at his All sword right. that he, th uh, bat that he thinks is a lightsaber again. Then he puts, <laughs> then he get, you know, gets back in the box. He's ready. Looks at a fastball to one-on-one. -on -one. Steps out of the box. Every pitch, he does that. And it drove me nuts. And the pitch, I don't. I think the pitchers will get used to it. Actually, the problem is it's gonna be the, it's gonna be the hitters because they don't stay in the box. So this clock, let's see what it is. It's 15 seconds when the bases are empty, 20 seconds with runners on base. Whoa, that's kind of strict, isn't it? Because isn't it 25 in college? I think so. I'm not sure. I believe in AAA. I'll do minor league baseball pitch clock. Um, I was, I will say I think. 15 and 20 are like the perfect amount. Let me see. Just double check. Um, we're making very, very good music outside. They um, are making they're, they're making interesting music outside. It's very loud out there. We got the involvement fair going on. You can see the WRSU tent. Sorry. Making very good radio right now. Um, 
So yeah, in the we're current, making, we're making very good radio. So in the minor league, in minor league baseball, there's a 14 second timer between pitches with no one on base and 18 seconds with runners on base. Ew! Wow! I don't like those. Numbers. That is, yeah, I, I like 15, those are icky numbers. I like, I like multiples of five. I like 15 to 20. This is clean. 15 to 20 is better. It's just multiples of five. It's just better objectively. <laughs> so this has been the thing I have been calling for for baseball. I called up the fan maybe three or four years ago, and I, I just got out of high school. And I was like, hey, guys, you know, baseball guy, love baseball. It's great. And base- I talked to uh, Evan Roberts, love Evan Roberts. And, uh, you know, I was going on, I love baseball. And he basically his point was, look at baseball, the demographics of baseball fans. That's the guy baseball needs. Young kid, 18, 19, 17, 18 years old, passionate about the game. His dad, you know, grew up loving baseball. That's the guy baseball needs. But the number one complaint about baseball is it's too slow. I th- it's, and he basically said, why is the game slow? It's the time in between pitches, and it's the hit. I, it's the the biggest problem is the hitters staying in the box. And with, here's the biggest, here's the and best the part of this rule: standing on the mound Just for waiting. twenty years, trying to decide what pitch they want to throw, even though their catcher has given them the slider call three times. They said <laughs> no, only to go with the slider. Right. Here's the biggest part of the pitch clock: the hitter receives one timeout per plate appearance. That is fantastic. Oh, that's a, that's also added to the rule. Yes, only one. Oh, that's good. So they do I get. Mean, I mean, obviously, like the catcher can call timeout. Sure. Oh, yeah, and I, I believe the um. And the umps obviously can call timeout. Yes, yes. Because they like to call timeout with because the reason. umps are, are, they're human beings as well. Sure, sure. As much as even though I know a lot of fans don't treat them like they're human beings, they are human beings. No, of course, it's a very hard job. Even though, anyway, so <laughs> I can't get into umpiring right now. No. <laughs> um, but I think the pitch clock. What do you think of the pitch clock, Jake? It has been proven the sh- average minor league baseball game, nine innings, uh, it, with the pitch clock, has been reduced by over twenty six minutes. Oh wow! You know, I I I love the idea of a pitch clock. I think I think it just makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you think about the other big sports in this country, right? You know, they're, they're very fast paced, and one of the reasons is NFL. They have a play clock. You can you only have a certain amount of time to get set and run the play, and then the play happens and that goes for however long that goes. If it goes on for five years, well, nobody cares at that point. Right. But you know, <laughs> that's a different issue. But like in the in the in in basketball, you have a shot clock. Right. You only have a certain amount of time before you can shoot. They don't really have this issue in hockey, but hockey's already a sport it's that so goes quick. So, <laughs> it just goes so fast anyway. That it is that's so not re- fast. That's not really an issue. That anyone's gonna complain about, but baseball, it it moves it moves slower than the tortoise running to try and catch up to the hare. <laughs> there you go. You know, it, it it moves slower than a sloth is what I'm trying to say. And it's not good. The big so like I I think it's a good thing for baseball because mm-hmm. the action like my biggest gripe with football is in between plays. There'll be sometimes you know what is it uh, 90 seconds in between plays? What's the what's the play clock? Like it, I, say. You know, you rush, you rush a yard. It's second and nine. How many time? How much? How how much time do you have before the next play has to be? For the made? next play, maximum forty seconds. It's only forty seconds. Yes. Why does it feel so but, much longer? Okay. But the play clock doesn't start until they set the ball. That's what the problem is. I see. That's, that's why it the, feels and longer. And that's on the refs. Okay. Play clock doesn't start till they set the ball, and you know. 
like in Madden, the ball said immediately. But <laughs> in the NFL, in the NFL, you get stuff like you know the Cowboys going up to try and run a play at the end of the game, and the refs like, no, I have to reset the ball two inches, and sure. then the game ends because they could have run a play in the two seconds you you right. took to do that. But I think it's I think the pitch. I think the biggest problem is like somewhere because it was baseball always wasn't like this. I looked at. Uh, you know highlights from the 80s uh, during during the pandemic i watched game seven of the 1986 world series with my dad that's how much of a baseball geek i am um what immediately stood out to me is like how quick because ron darling started game seven for the mets he got the ball he threw the ball he got it got the sign shook him off like just the time which with uh with with carter giving the pitcher the signs was quicker and the 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 pitcher on the on the mound you know, shaking them off, shaking them off. Oh, I got it. And then he started throwing it. And the batter stayed in the box. But over time, how it, whether it's how they teach uh, younger players coming up, like how to, like, you know, get a guy out of his rhythm, that's got to be the number one reason. And now baseball, it's at an all-time high. The, the pace of play has been brutal. There's There was a game I went to um, a few years ago. It was like a nine-minute game. It was three hours and 45 minutes. Three nine hours innings. and forty-five for nine innings. It was excruciating. Hey, hey you want to see the average? And time, I love baseball. You want to see the average time of play between the Yankees and the Red Sox? Mm. Yeah, no, it's it's bad. It's really high. <sighs> Bob Costas, Bob Costas will always say, four hours of trauma and drama." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I don't know who. I don't know which quote this, this was from, but uh, I think it's, it's a little bit little related. It was um, baseball is. Nothing happens for a lot, and then everything happens. Like it's so slow, and then it's everything. Nothing's going on, and everything's going on. It's just so. It's a little. I forget what the exact quote was. But so, along, so, along so, so yeah, we got the pitch clock, but we also we have two more rules. We have uh, the bases are getting increased. I thought they were already increased. Oh, they're getting increased in size. Yeah, from uh, from 15 inches to 18 inches, which I guess is going to help safety, which is good. Because uh, my dad was like, oh, this is nuts. This is why, why they got... He isn't talking down. I'm sorry. Sorry, dad. He was saying, why do I have to increase the bigger bags? Because um, no one steals bases anyway. I'm like, well, it's true. But guys are bigger now. And that's a fact. The baseball average baseball player in the 60s, I believe, was 5'10", I believe. Is that true? Still taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Jake. I'm, I'm six foot even. Very... Uh, I'm no, pro- no, you're still. You're still I, I, I'm five seven over here, so you're still a certified cool guy, Jake. Don't worry about it. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, but you know, baseball players are bigger now, and I think it's a good move getting the bigger, uh, getting the bases bigger. Um, it's gonna help players here. Anytime you know players aren't getting hurt as much, it's very big W for me. Um, any thoughts on the big bases before we go on to the shift? No, I don't really see any downside to it. Did they, not, not much to talk about there. Did they did they increase the bases last year? Or did they announce they were going they were going to? I think to? they they I think they announced. Okay, I thought they did last year. I guess okay. like a, there's an okay. So, so here is. So I need you I need you to clarify sure. with this rule exactly what it entails because sure. I'm gonna tell you what the rule is because people the were, rule is that they are banning defensive shifts. Now explain yes. what exactly that means. So I'm reading. I don't want every, all of our listeners to know. I am reading the official Major League Baseball. Uh, post pitch timer bigger bases shift restriction mm-hmm. this is right from Major League Baseball I'm not making this up I don't care who this sold, is, this is this in is its from, entirety yes. what the rule is so two infielders must be positioned on either side of the second base when the pitch is released 
Okay. All four infielders must have both feet within the infield on the when the pitcher's on the rubber. I, it's not here. Uh, I also said that they have to be on both feet on the dirt. Okay. So 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 just just to clarify. Yes. Two infielders either side. It doesn't necessarily matter which ones because I'm sure they don't really care if you want to change their positions in the middle right. of the game. Mm-hmm. They must be on the infield dirt. This is exactly what I was hoping to see. Yes. This is exactly what I wanted, and I think this is going to make the game better in the long run. So, I, hundred, I'm so, first of all, pound cake, fist bump for Jake, because <laughs> this is by far probably the most divisive. Um, if this segment, I kind of, if this, we're going to take more than two minutes. We might, we might carry this. We, com- we co- will, we, we will come back to this. We're yeah, gonna, we are going to take a quick break and we're going to discuss this in first. No, we're going to wait until hour two of them. We're going to, we're going to keep going, but yeah. I don't want to like, we're, cause we only have two yeah, minutes. We'll, hour we'll, one. We, in two minutes, we're going to take a break. If we're not done with this, we'll continue. After so the, sh- here's the thing with the shift, right? Um, I, the way I'm reading this as I'm, re- you know, obviously this is probably summarized. It, so both two infielders must be positioned on either side of second base. But it doesn't say they have to. There's so there's no fixed space, so you can no. still move your shortstop to the left and right on this, but in between third and second, yeah. and vice versa with your second baseman and first baseman. But you can't have four infielders in between first and second. Which how do and you? And you can't line up a guy on the outfield grass, right? Because that would make him an outfielder. And now the triangle an shift is taken out with the sec- with the shortstop playing in the outfield in between first and second. First. Oh in my between. god! I hate it. I can't. I hate it. I hate it. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's just unfair. It is not fair. That's not. That's not good defense. That's busted. So you know, Okay. Right okay. before we go to break, yeah. I just want to touch before that. Before we go to break, I sure. just want to. I just want to give a little, a little thing about the triangle defense. Yeah. I. I. I play a lot of video games. You know, there's a lot of competitive <laughs> video games. They have you know where where you've got uh, characters or. That, that are busted. I'm going to do an analogy since this is a sports show that everybody knows. You sure. you remember Madden 04, Michael Vick? Yeah. Madden 04, Michael Vick, one, mm-hmm. of the, one of the most busted video game characters of all time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was so busted that they nerfed him in the next game and that they, 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 they added more defense, to like better defense to the next game. Because of how busted it was, you gotta love it. You gotta love that. You know that that's what that play is. It's just it's just completely. Br- that's what the triangle shift is. Completely broken, unfair. Doesn't he, doesn't make the game any fun to play or watch. So that has been hour one of the crew. We are going to touch a little bit more on the baseball rule changes along with the shift, and we're gonna have a can we just talk segment. You do not want to miss the can we just talk segment. I assure you. <laughs> listening to this has been hour one of the Friday crew. Listen to the Friday crew on WRSU 88.7 FM, New Brunswick, or WRSU.org.